In the previous Mishnah, we had said three different halachas that apply specifically and uniquely to the Chameshat Mine Dagan, the five species of grain, wheat, barley, spelt, oats, and rye. Um, and those three halachas we said were that only those five are separate to the halachas of, of Chala, the topic of Armasechta, as well as um, only those five require that the Korban Omer um, be offered before they can be eaten in the new season, and that they can't be harvested prior to the harvesting of the, the Omer. Now, here in Mishnah Base, we'll discuss four more areas of halacha, which again are peculiar and unique to the five species. So the Mishnah says inside, Ha'ochel mehem kazayas matzah ba'pesach chovaso. One who eats um, a kazayas, an olive's amount of matzah on Pesach, meaning the first night of Pesach, that is um, made of a kazayas of flour from one of those five species, he is yotzi, his obligation to eat matzah. That is to say, if you make matzah out of oats, you are yotzi l'charchila, uh, medoraisa. If you would make matzah out of millet or rice, for example, then you would not be yotzi. The rice section, machlokas amarayim, but putting that aside, um, fine. So that's the fourth of the seven halachas, that when it comes to matzah, it's only those five species. The sixth is kazayas chametz, Chayv Bikares. Only Chametz, one of the five species of grain, is able to carry with it the penalty of Kares, um, whatever exactly that means, premature death or the cutting off of one's children, etc., God forbid. Um, meaning again that if one ate fermented rice on Pesach, he would not be over the, the Israel the Raisa and wouldn't carry the penalty of Kares. So that then is the fifth. Halacha peculiar to Chamesh Mine Dagan, the five species of grain. Here comes um, number six, which is um, referring to the halachas of Bal Yira and Bal Yimatze, which is um, the Torah prohibits actually two separate mitzvahs in the Torah, um, not to have in one's possession essentially chametz uh, on Pesach, and that applies not just to pure chametz, but even a mixture of chametz. So here the mission will say that you're violating Bal Yira'eh, the prohibition against seeing chametz in your possession, and having chametz that can be found in your possession. Um, if you have even not just a pure loaf of bread or something from these five seasons, but even if you have a mixture, some kind of food mixture um, that contains flour from these five species, then one's liable. That's what it says. Nisarev echad mehem b'chol haminim. If you have a mixture of any of these five species of grain, the flour made therefrom, with something else, and you have it on Pesach, Hareza over Pesach, then the mere possession of such a mixture, all the more so um, an unmixed kazayas worth of um, such uh, grain, would constitute a violation of the Isuri Torah of Balyira and Balyamatza, of having Hametz one's possession on Pesach. And finally, number seven is a little, going to be a bit lost on us because it depends upon the linguistic sensitivities of the Mishnah's time and place, we're going to talk about making the Dharm here. So a neder is when one forbids something to himself as if it were prohibited like a like a carbon. And one can make a neder against any type of thing. So here we're talking about making a neder against food and we're saying, oh, I, I will never eat bread again. 
or for 30 days for that matter. It doesn't make a difference. So the point is, by saying bread is forbidden to me, so the question is, what does that come to include? Meaning if one ate cornbread, for example, um, has he violated now the mitzvah d'orais of, of violating his his word and committing not to eat um, bread? So when it comes to nadarim, one has to understand that such an oath takes on the meaning only of what um, he, if he says what he means, that his piv, his mouth, and his lave, his heart, his intentions, are shove in, or they are on the same page, they're equal. That is to say, if a person says, all bread is forbidden to me, but it never crosses his mind, when he says bread doesn't mean cornbread, who thinks of cornbread or means cornbread? Cornbread is like something else, like on a cake, if you ever had it before, etc. So if that's true, it doesn't matter if the dictionary definition, for argument's sake, with the Torah definition even, is explicitly coming to include cornbread, let's say, hypothetically, it wouldn't matter because when people say bread, they don't mean cornbread. Okay? So here we're going to say that hanoder min hapas, if a person makes a neder against pas, pas, let's translate that as bread. Um, so the mission is about to say that will only include breads made from these five grains. That is say in the time of the Mishnah, no one ever dreamed of having, you know, fermented soybean bread or rice bread or cornbread or something like that. When you say pas, Bread, you mean bread made of those five species. Umin ha Similarly, if a person says tavua, tavua, let's say, means um, grain. So if a person restricts from himself grain product, he means these five grains. The truth is in the Torah, tavua means any kind of produce. You could have, um, tavua could refer to, you know, grapes in the Torah. But nevertheless, the common parlance in the time of the Mishnah was Tavu refers specifically to grains and these five types of grains, um, and it doesn't include rice and corn, etc. So if a person says, I'll, I, will, I take a commitment not to eat Tavua, it means, and if, he, if Tavua is forbidden to me as if it were a Corbin, and if one would eat then grain, he'd be liable to all the consequences of violating the Isidore rice of breaking one's, one's netter. So the word Tavua does not carry the implications of also restricting, if he says, I won't eat Tavua, of not eating uh, corn or rice, etc. Uh, because in the time of the Mishnah, the word tfuah didn't carry that meaning. Again, it's all totally contingent upon what's normal in that time and place. Um, so if a person says, Hanoder min hapasum and tfuah, aser behem, he's prohibited from eating just these five species, um, but not any of the other species. Div Meir, that's Reb Meir Shita, because Reb Meir is coming to say that while pas and tfuah imply just those five grains, um, the word dagan, but dagan, which also means like, you know, the the kind of cereals that you pile up. So he understands, Ramir understands that dagan could include more than just the five species. The chum say no, chum say hanoder min dagan. If you say I won't eat dagan, it also eno asar elam hen. It also comes to include just those five. Whereas um, Rebbe Meir might hold, when you say dagan, Grains, whatever, how to translate Dagon. In the time of the mission, would also include other things like, for example, um, millet or rice, etc. And the halach is like the chachamim, I guess, but bismanazeh would depend upon what is normal usage, so it's a funny thing to say. Um, in all those cases, so the mission now ends by saying something which seems very repetitive. It says, the chayavin bechal of a These five grains carry the obligations of taking chal and giving maestras. We knew that before. The reason why the mission says it is because, um, in contrast to the next two mishnayas, um, only these five grains are subject to both chal and maestras. Um, but in the next Mishnahis, we'll see scenarios where there isn't a chal obligation, yet there is a maestras obligation, or vice versa.